This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Be sure to consult your physician before starting any exercise regimen. Welcome to a Yogi's Guide to Health and Wellness. My name is Kevin Naidu, and I'm so grateful to have a very special guest in today. Her name is Jen Sharp. She's a journalist, she's a writer, she's an author, and so much more. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Kevin. So beautiful to connect with you here on your, your enlightening podcast. What an honor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so grateful. And, you know, I just wanted to share with the audience, Jen and I have known each other for probably over 20 years from the service industry way back in the day. I just feel really grateful that we've reconnected and get to share this passion with health and wellness and food and everything else. So I feel just really blessed to have her here and to share all these gifts that she has today. Uh, Yeah, our history of what journeys we've been on. I know, right? I know. I often think about that. (laughs) So Jen, I'm going to jump right in. I just wanted to ask you if you can just tell us a little about you and and the work that you do. It's interesting because I think a lot of times, especially in our, our modern society, our work is greatly tied to our identity and to who we are. And for some of us, our, our work may not necessarily be part of our life's purpose, but it is still serving a purpose. So I um, just want to start by by honoring that not everyone's career is their life purpose, and that is absolutely more than okay. I am fortunate enough to have created um, a life and a career that is mutually purposeful and fulfilling everything that... I think I'm really here on this planet in this lifetime to do. So very grateful for that. I grew up in rural Saskatchewan on a grain farm. And my parents and grandparents, we all lived in the same yard together and farmed together. My mom bred horses. And so I grew up living quite a pastoral, (laughs) agricultural lifestyle, like riding my horses through the fields and exploring out nature and having conversations with nature and hearing her from a very young age and moved to the city when my my parents um, parted ways and lived in Saskatoon for a, a large portion of teen years and childhood and then again on an acreage. But all these different parts really fuel who I've become along with having the the honor and making the choice to travel the world quite a lot and live in other countries and study and universities in other countries. So it's, it's all kind of informed, what is this <laughs> ever evolving journey of exploring the world through food and nourishment, and creating a career around that as well. And you, you mentioned earlier, Kevin, I, I do that through journalistic work, writing, writing a book. And now my latest project is making a, a documentary series that's airing <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> Amazing. That's so amazing how it's just kind of pieced together through your whole journey. And it's allowed you to support, like you said, your purpose. Um, And, you know, that's such a rarity where we feel that strong connection to our purpose and we can move in the direction um, of a life that really supports us through that. 
Mm, that's that's so true. If you're if you're able to find that and get clear on that, it is incredibly fulfilling. Absolutely. You know, it took me a long time to find that connection to my purpose, and I feel like I feel like every day is is work, and it's just work to strengthen that purpose within, and just to keep on trusting that purpose and staying present with it, and allowing everything to unfold from that foundation. And so to sum it up, what 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 is that purpose, Kevin? I'm I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> so my purpose is I want to give love to every single person in the world. I want to allow everyone in the world to see through the lens of love, even when they're looking at themselves. I want them to find that place of power that sits inside of them because that power is really our birthright. And it took me a long time to find that access and actually step into that. And the other piece of my purpose I really feel is within the yoga aspect is I really want to break division and bring accessibility to everyone because yoga is for everyone, regardless of mobility, regardless of um, eyesight issues, hearing issues. Um, If you're in a wheelchair, if you're on crutches, if you're in anything like that, I just want to bring it back so we all have access to this beautiful practice. Oh, Kevin, I have chills. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> I like this idea of breaking down division through yoga. I mean, that that's what yoga is, right? And I feel so similarly to you about these divisions when it comes to food and how we treat nature and our bodies. And there's so much polarity. And so coming at it from this place of unconditional love is where humanity, I think, would be best served if we can all get to that place. Yeah. So Jen, I wanted to ask you, you know, I um I really love how proud you are to be from this province. It's pretty amazing how you're supporting each other's greatness by giving the local farmers a platform to share everything that they're growing, that their intentions and every and their work they're doing. Where does this passion come from? Yeah, that that's such a great question to dig a bit deep and think about that because that passion honestly it's always been there Kevin but I don't I don't think it was until like just maybe this last year or two that I've really tapped into what it comes from but I I grew up working in restaurants I worked in the restaurant industry and then on my dad's farm in tandem from the time I was you know maybe 14 15, whenever it was legal to have a restaurant job. (laughs) And then I I wrote about, I had a food column at the Star Phoenix and the Leader Post in Regina for several years and always wanted to share stories about what chefs were doing and what farmers were doing and the ingredients. And being like a, a restaurant food critic, I tried it for a bit. I was terrible at it. I couldn't stand it. I was just like, no, I want to share these stories, like help people connect to their food. And then writing my my book in 2018, it's called Flat Out Delicious. It really, that was when I started tapping into, okay, where does this passion come from? I mean, I traveled all over the province, thousands of kilometers. I put my life on hold for a year to research and write that book. And it was a huge passion, joy, love project. And when I think about this now, and the work I'm still continuing to do every day to promote what our farmers are doing in sustainable, regenerative ways that are in harmony with Mother Earth. It comes from a place of unconditional love, Kevin. That's what it is. Amazing. 
amazing. That's so beautiful. And you know, you're giving you're giving so much knowledge and access to people because I I feel like there's not a lot spoken um, about. You know, we eat food, we we have our meals, we go to the grocery store, we pick up food, we do everything like that. But you're going beyond that and taking people to where that actual food is actually produced, where it was grown, where it comes from, the, the, the town it comes from, you know, the people that were behind growing it, the love they had put into those plants um, and those vegetables and, and, and those, the produce and everything else. And it's like... I, I think that's just a really important piece, especially in the world we're living in right now, to know where that food is coming from, because all that food holds a vibration. And, you know, we know that when we put food in our mouth, um, how it makes us feel. And it just you're taking it so deep to allow that aspect of ourselves to really feel into our food. Oh, yes. You, you summed that up just perfectly. I think on the the one level, our our farmers' stories, our small scale farmers that are growing and raising food that is going direct to consumers that isn't being exported out of the country and then imported back in a processed good, the farmers that like our local food systems, their stories have not been told because historically there is a lot of um, marketing money and lobbying advocacy groups behind big agriculture and around telling those stories which are important as well. I mean, Saskatchewan produces a lot of food for people well beyond our borders. And it's, it's something to be proud of, for sure. But these smaller stories have have really not been told. And it's, there's various reasons for that. But I see it as a way of really helping us connect back to our food, to nourishment, to our bodies, to the earth. I mean, it's all connected as as you know, very well. And then on a a deeper spiritual level, when we lose that connection to our food, and I say this not from a place of judgment, because I was there too, and seeing food as an enemy or something that is simply sustenance or buying into ideas from a diet industry that is perpetuated on this myth that women or anyone that identifies as a woman needs to look a certain way to be worthy in society. And I bought into that too, and I poisoned my body. And so getting away and breaking out of that 3D matrix kind of thinking is really empowering to take back, to reclaim what food is and how it is nourishment. It is what our souls are thriving on every day and how this is directly related to our connection with Mother Earth as well, what we choose to put in our bodies. So it's quite a, a deep reason behind all of it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I like how you just ended that, you know, connecting to Mother Nature, because end of the day, we are nature. And it's just us coming back home, you know, to, to really that foundation before anything got in the way. And I can only speak for myself here, but I know my relationship with food is it's it's very connected. But as I dropped in to deeper understanding of food and everything, I was disconnected for a long time in my life of even feeling what's going on, feeling emotions inside. You know, I'd feel the world shows us to feel like physical pain or physical ailments, but to go inside, I used to struggle with that to feel what does that feel like? Where, where is that coming from? And 
for me and my journey, food was a, such a huge catalyst because it gave me that opportunity to feel into my body and to be like, okay, how does that food feel? How does that? Well, okay, that doesn't feel very good. I don't want to put that back in my body. It just gave this this huge opening and access point um, to feeling not just physically, but emotionally and even spiritually as we tap into that true nature of self. Oh, it's yes. Again, so beautifully put. If I, food is like a gateway drug, maybe you could call it right, <laughs> to like, right. learn, yeah, to listen, to learn how to listen to your body. And I had such a similar experience, Kevin, and it's now at the point that food has just been this, this way of a deeper connection and really listening to my body because I was shut off from her for a very long time. And so food is just like this Oh, wow. Okay. Never eating that again. Thank you, my body. Thank you for this message. And now I can hear you and listen because she was sending those messages before, but I just wasn't listening. Totally. Me too. Me too. I was in that exact same (laughs) boat. I would just turn it off and blindsided and keep on doing, going along. Right. And, um, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's so crazy once you actually start to feel into that food and what that food is doing for you. It's like me, I'm, I'm like over the top now and like, no, I can't have that. No, I know how that makes me feel. (laughs) No, I want to put that in my body because I know that's going to raise my vibration. That's going to make me feel really energized. And I don't want to put that in because I'm going to want to have a nap after or be really lazy or, you know. (laughs) And like, what a beautiful message and journey it it all has to send us to. Totally. And, you know, it was about four years ago that I had when I lost my eyes and I had my stem cell treatment and it was a 27 day treatment. And I had I had a medical doctor, I had an Ayurvedic doctor, I had naturopaths, had everything. But a huge component was I had a dietitian that was very specific on the food to support my procedure and to support my healing. That was a huge piece where I haven't really seen that much over here when I have been in the hospital where food has been such a huge component to your healing. And food is just, it's so integral. And it's its unfortunate that in the West, we have distanced ourselves from food so much and have really this idea that food is simply sustenance and a convenience and it should be cheap. All of these things, I think, have led to a lot of the root causes of the chronic disease and obesity and type 2 diabetes that we face. It's this not seeing food as the nourishment it can be and the healing properties of it. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, food food can food can bring complete physical healing. I know I there's been so many examples in my life where I've just used food instead of anything else to to bring healing. Um, you know, I, I had parasites in my body from from traveling, you know, a lot of third world countries and getting sick and things like that over the years. And I used food to clear myself out. I had heavy metals in my body from traveling around and things like that. And, you know, I could have done medications and things, but through my research, I found what foods and juices I needed to do. And I pulled all of it out just with food. It's so amazing what food can really do. I feel like it, it can heal absolutely everything. I think it was my third episode of the podcast. I had a friend of mine, Grace, and she's a holistic nutritionist in Nicaragua. And she healed her 82-year-old father's Alzheimer's and dementia with food to the point that he got his short-term memory back. 
Oh, wow. That's incredible. And it doesn't surprise me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing. Like, I just, I just got blown away. I was telling my dad that story and, you know, just showing him, especially the older generation, they grew up knowing one way. And, you know, I've been feeding my dad this other knowledge and he's just like, wow, okay, wow. Okay. Well, what, what food, what should I do? Like he's all in now, (laughs) which is really cool to see, you know, that, that older generation, just seeing the benefits as it's really brought out into the forefront of the world we're living in right now. And it's such an important thing to talk about right now too. And food is like getting left out of the discussion, but I use myself as an example because it was, oh, it's probably been over five years now that I really shifted to a more locally focused diet, no matter where I was living in the world. But when I'm in Saskatchewan, it is 90 or 95% of foods grown or raised in this province and I know how they were taken care of how the soil and the animals and everything was treated there's very little processed foods and I have not had a flu or even a bad cold in over five years and I used to get sick every winter like most of us do and a couple times a year and yeah I attribute that like there's spiritual practices that go along with it and a lot of taking care of the body in all forms but a huge part of that is the foods I eat. And it's incredible because, yeah, I just, I don't get sick. Touch wood. (laughs) Totally agree. I totally agree. That's, it's something that needs to be spoken about more and more and more. And and I feel like it is, you know, even in, I'm seeing it spoken about more on social media now than I have even looking back. That's a tribute to people like you, Jen, and just, you know, the work you're doing and the powerful work you're doing and sharing these experiences because without you sharing about these these local farmers through your your series and everything a lot of people wouldn't have any clue about this so your tv series your docu series flat out food how did that all come about is it my, my understanding is the book came first correct yes and you know it's just another example of the beautiful synchronicities that happen when you are in alignment really is what it is so when I started researching my book, Flat Out Delicious, uh, it was in the middle of 2018. And my friend Richard Marjan was doing all the photos for me. And he drove the whole road trip. And we're on the road that first week visiting these farms and seeing, you know, how they're how they're raising food, preparing food, taking care of the soil, everything else. And we got in the, in the car and I was like, Richard, like, I don't know what's going on here. I haven't felt energy like this ever. Like it was just coming at me in waves. It was like knocking me off my feet. And I'm just, I said, like, I, this book will not be enough. This book will be a great start. It will get, I hope, get a conversation going, but it won't be enough. And it won't stop at this book. And there's more that I'll need to do. And I have no idea how that's going to look yet, which is okay. But it's not, the book won't be even close to enough. And he's just like, okay, Jenny, sure. Like, yeah, this is a big project. But <laughs> and then <laughs> the next year I was, um, or later that winter, actually, I was working at Agribition, which is a large agricultural show in Regina every year. And I met a filmmaker, the owner of a production company named Adrian Halter, and we got talking and connected later on a few months later. And, you know, I told him about this book that I was working on. And he is a huge food show fan and loves Chef's Table and um, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat on Netflix and all these kinds of shows and had this dream of wanting to create a food series that traces ingredients from the field or the forest to the plate. And 
didn't quite have, you know, exactly how we wanted to pull it together and obviously didn't have quite all those farmer connections that I had. And so, and I didn't have the filmmaking experience either. And we got talking and we shot a demo for it and pitched it to City TV and Rogers. Uh, It was over a year ago now. And yeah, got the, the deal and the funding to shoot this documentary series based on the stories that are in my book. So there's, yeah, there's six episodes and each one traces, yeah, an ingredient or one episode coming up quite soon looks at traditional Indigenous food and culture and traces it from, yeah, where those foods are grown and ends at the chef's table and we all gather and and share a meal together. Amazing. It's, It's really amazing when we can trust and align with what we're supposed to do, how everything just pours in, you know, how... opportunities pour in you know and then we can we can use our discernment if it's in alignment with our purpose or not um and 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 move from there but yeah that's amazing that's so beautiful how you're able to manifest that so quickly yeah and i i I didn't i guess i never consciously sat down and like in meditation and manifested it but i also said like I, I see, like, I'm listening. I am listening. I get messages coming through all the time from different sources, spirit, through the trees. And I just say, okay, I'm here. I'm your emissary. I'm here to protect you and take care of you. And I trust that the next thing coming will be what what is meant to, meant to happen. And so this this crew that, that Adrian assembled, this production and post-production crew that has worked on this show are all incredibly talented, intentional, compassionate individuals that have put their heart and soul into this show. And it makes me just beyond proud to share it with people and to see these stories that I had written about come to life on the screen. And it's, yeah, it's quite, it's overwhelming, actually. It feels a bit surreal. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. You should be so proud of yourself and what you're offering you know, so many people. Yeah, that's really, that's really beautiful how that all just came into fruition like that. That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. So Jen, I would love if, um, if, if you're able, I would love if you can take our audience um, through a tool or an exercise to support their healing journey just for a couple minutes, if um, whatever you are kind of feeling right now. Yeah, I would love to. Um, the first I'll share a little tidbit that has been taught to me by several different Indigenous elders in Saskatchewan, and that is when we prepare food, we always do it with love and good spirit in our hearts. Um, don't prepare food if you're if you're angry, because that will go into the food and people will eat your anger. So if it's for a ceremony or a feast or any special occasion especially, but we always want to have good spirit when we prepare food. Um, and so this this practice, it, it came to me organically, like probably a year and a half ago, I was really getting um, quite intentional about my connection to food. And this is something that's it's quite simple and it's fun to do with your kids if you have children at home or, or anyone really. Um, but I like to like dish up my plate and take a look at it first, like have a sensory journey before you have that first bite. And I mean, it doesn't have to look perfect, like we're not in a restaurant, but just look at it and look at the colors and the textures and the shapes of the, the food on your plate and just have, cultivate some appreciation for it. 
And then I like to pick up the plate and put it right under my nose and take like three or four deep breaths and maybe from different parts of the plate and different parts of the food. And you can close your eyes and do this with anyone that you're sharing the table with. And it's a nice practice to do solo as well. And so when you take those breaths, really tap into and ask yourself some questions. Where did this food come from? How was it grown? How was the soil treated? How were the animals treated that ate the plants that was on that soil if you're choosing to eat meat? What farmer grew this food? Where did it come from? How excited am I to eat this food? Whatever comes up for you. And if you don't know the answers to those, those how questions, that's okay. A lot of us don't. And this is a great opportunity to start getting curious about how you can answer some of those questions and to make some connections with farmers or local food hubs in your area and start learning the story behind your food. And so then when you're ready to take that first bite, the taste is going to explode in your mouth. <laughs> and there'll be this, this deeper appreciation that comes out each time you choose to do this practice, what I've found personally. What a beautiful way to really connect to, to the food in front of us. Um, and I love how you brought it into a family and a community and something we can do together or individually, but it's just, it's, it's like building that relationship, I guess, right. With, um, with the food on your plate. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it brings up great dinner table conversations. If you know, you have, you have young ones at the table and they're curious about, well, where, where do tomatoes come from? What does the plant look like that they grow on? And, you know, maybe it ends up that you take a a trip to a farmer's market on the weekend or out to a, you know, a, a vegetable farm or whatever it might be. And it becomes a, you know, some out of the classroom learning. <laughs> I love that exercise. That's really beautiful. I, um, I as well, when I cook, I, I don't cook unless if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm in a negative, cause I, I learned that a long time ago. So, you know, it's all about that vibration. I often am, um, I often am chanting when I'm making food, to be honest singing some prayers and and just putting it all in there so i i love that you spoke to that so thank you and i just i you know i just really i just want to really wholeheartedly from my heart of hearts thank you jen for your time today for for your guidance you spoke so beautifully and clearly and gave so much beautiful information um to support everyone that's listening and I just feel really blessed to have you. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Such a such an honor to be able to share this passion and to have a platform to do it. So Jen, if our if our audience wants to find you or or find your book or your TV series, where can they do so? Or your doc series, I meant. Yeah. So Flat Out Delicious is in um, independent booksellers and local food hubs all over Saskatchewan. I mean, you can also buy it on Amazon. I would prefer if you didn't, but you can. <laughs> and it's in Indigo and places like that. And then Flat Out Food, the documentary series, it airs on City TV in Saskatchewan. And it's on Wednesday nights until March 31st. But there's um, there'll be lots of replays into April and it always replays on Saturday nights too. I'm on social media, Jen Sharp, Flat Out Food, SK, and then Flat Out Food Series is the account for the TV show, the documentary series. 
Thank you for listening to Yogi's Guide to Health and Wellness. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Kevin Naidu. Technical production by Sam Robinson. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank. Thanks again to my beautiful guest, Jen. Hope everyone has a beautiful, wonderful day. Sending all my love. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.